There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're going to do a little Team Cobra group therapy on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It is no secret that there are many, 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 many things we all wish we could be doing right now instead of being quarantined at home uh, and kind of dealing with uh, the world as it is. Yeah. Right? Yep. So we just thought, you know, let's just get it out. Like, let's just name some of those things. 651-641-1071. What is something you wish you could be doing right now? Maybe not right this very minute, but in this time. 651-641-1071. Bradley, you just brought one up in a break recently that we all just were like, what? Yep, you're right. Oh, getting a massage. Yes. I know that sounds so like first world, you guys, but literally human touch is so important. And while I'm very fortunate to have a person at home who can touch me mm-hmm. when I want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there's no, something about a massage. There's something. I, mm-hmm. A massage was a part of my practice. <laughs> But no, even but if it massage is something that really I, I value the importance of and I look very much forward and we were just joking about it. But at the same time, it like just having that experience again yeah. seems so far off. And yet I look forward to the moment when I can um, just be laying there with very little to think about other than relaxing and getting um some knots worked out. Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. Uh, even if that's not part of your practice, it is one of those things where you think, boy, I'd really like to get a massage. I can't do that. Yeah. You yeah, know? for sure. 651-641-1071. Just let it out. We're just going to talk, man. Stephanie's on the line. Hi, Stephanie. Stephanie, what is it that you wish you could be doing right now? Hello. Hi. 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 Um, I miss the Minnesota Twins. I know it's only April, oh. but I miss watching them on TV. We should have gone to a couple games already. Yeah. And with stuff like that, I just feel like I want to stamp my feet and go, it's not fair. It's not fair. I'm with you, Stephanie. Thank you for your call. And I feel the same. You know, we were supposed to be at opening day. Opening day didn't happen. Um, these are all, you know, things little, these are little things, right? Little griefs, but they're, but they feel big right now. And so we just, you know, say them out loud. We're going to just put them out into the world. Anne is on, is it Anne or Annie's on the line? Hi, Annie. Annie, what is it that you wish you could be doing right now? Well, um, I should have, you know, we're just about to leave for Vegas because both my best friend and I are turning 50 this week. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
Yay! It's going to be awesome. I've opted to work instead. Oh, well, no. as somebody who has a birthday uh, right around the corner, I will tell you, I too will be celebrating my birthday here from work. Yeah, yes. it's. Uh, but, I feel you, Annie. But don't you think yeah. that the next vacation we go on is going to be like the best ever? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, and we're already we're just going to do like fifty first birthday. I think we haven't decided yet. But you know what? Whenever it happens, it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Annie, for your call, and just happy call, birthday to you. Just call it your 50th do-over. Right? Yeah. Then I think she just gets to be 50 all next yes, year. Yes, exactly. You get to be 50 twice. Can we just make Can we make that declaration here on the Colleen and Bradley show? If you have a birthday during stay-at-home orders, you get to just ha- be the same age again for another year. It works for me. Right? I'd, Why I'd not? happily be 45 twice. Sounds good. We'll keep that. Um, let's go to Megan. Hi, Megan. Megan, what is it that you wish you could be doing right now? Hi, Hi Megan. And hello. Hi. Sorry for the delay. Um, I am missing foot races, like 5Ks and 10Ks. Yeah. I've had, literally had every race um, canceled through the beginning of June, like the first weekend in June. Some of them have gone virtual, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Virtual races are just not the same. You don't get the same group feeling. (laughs) They're dumb. They're dumb. Yeah, There's a lot that's dumb right now. We can just say it. We'll just say it. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Megan. And I'm sorry about that. It's Yeah, that is the bummer. And it's not even the same to just go run outside, even, you know, around a lake where there are other people running. That's not the same as a race. There's a different energy to a race. Let's go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer, what do you wish you could be doing right now? Uh, shopping, like in stores. Yeah. It, it was something that I just would go shop looking and relax and look at pretty things and touch pretty things. And I miss just that simple yeah. stress reliever. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. Ugh. You do have those like moments like throughout, uh, I don't know, just like they'll pass and you're like, oh, wow, I forgot. We don't, we're not doing that. We're not doing that right now. Yeah. I know. And you just, or you think, oh, I'm bored. What would I do if I were bored? Well, I put I mean, things in my online cart and then oh, I never check out. Yeah, I do that too. Very cathartic. It is kind of. And then clear them out later and start over. It's so fun. Uh, let's go to Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Aaron, what do you wish you could be doing right now? I really need a haircut. Me too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Cannot I'm relate. Trying to, I'm trying to do it myself and it's it's not quite the same. It's yeah, not the it's same. just, I've given up on that notion. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I'm like, you know what? It's just going to be what it's going to be. I know. You know, it's, I just looked at my calendar on my watch. I looked down actually to look at the time. And still on our calendar, on our family calendar, it says. Get a haircut? No. It says Des Moines baseball tournament. Oh. I was supposed to be in Des Moines this weekend with my yeah. 13-year-old who was supposed to be playing baseball. And that just is a bummer. I should be poolside no actually poolside at the hard rock cafe in fort lauderdale preparing for my cruise (laughs) oh my gosh i know poor i know instead you're cleaning up a dead bunny in your backyard yeah but you know what i couldn't be happier because we're making pizza this weekend see and i'm so excited you have no idea it's the little (laughs) things right yeah i know we're watching teen wolf tonight so there's that hollywood is it that you wish you could be doing right now uh instead of whatever's happening now 
I would like to be someplace where it's warm outside. Yeah. Because probably I didn't even get around because I'm a last minute vacation planner because I, that's my lifestyle. Uh-huh. I was supposed to be going to someplace warm, maybe some national parks at this time this year. It's been a hot second since I've been on an actual vacation. Yeah. And it's going to be an additional more hot, hot seconds, seconds before be that happens again. But look, you know what? It's okay. It is. I mean, it's you know okay. what? We're doing what we're doing and everybody is okay. I'm not everybody, but we are okay with it for now. It just is okay. It's a good it's a good exercise to name the things that you do wish you could be doing. Like for example, hugging my mother. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, of course. I think for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Oh god, who doesn't? Right. Who's seen their parents? Right? Exactly. In the last however many months. However long. Yeah. Any family member, you're like, "Oh, that's right? a that's a nice little picture of you and we'll we'll just keep looking we'll at just, that picture. We'll just keep looking at the pictures. Or right? occasionally I'll call you and hear your voice. Yes. Or occasionally I'll send you a text. And then just my mother will in. tell me she's doing something that I wish she wasn't doing, but and that's then... a separate conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for now, we'll table this conversation. Uh, and when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's still Friday, which means we still cheat. And uh, ho- it's Holly's turn. Oh, you guys, I forgot. I have something in my backpack um, to share with you guys. And I don't know if we want to do it today. Do you want to do it today? What is it? Mystery prize. Mystery prize. Do you want Do you want to know what it is before we yeah. go to break? Yeah, what is it? Okay, hold on. I got to get it out because I'm going to show you on our little chat here. Um, I decided I got a uh, grocery delivery the other day. And I was like, oh. oh was I, it the thing you had ordered? No. Oh. It's not that. There's another thing. Okay. Uh, I thought, you know what? I need something that tastes like my past. That sounded weird. Uh, and I and this showed up in my uh, like as I was doing the grocery shopping, and I was like, "Oh, we got to get these and see if they still are good." Okay, are you that? ready? Yeah, I want to see. Are you ready? Yeah, show me. Are you ready? Oh, fun! Oh. I have three Hostess. Are they all the same flavor? Apple fruit pies. <laughs> They say it's a better crust and a tastier feeling. Feeling? Feeling? Feeling. I'd eat that. Um, so we're going to see if they really are better. Should All we right, do that? Let's do it. We'll do that for our cheat day after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so I was really excited about this and I almost completely forgot about it on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, so I was doing all my grocery shopping on the Amazons, and I found something that I thought would be perfect for a little cheat day. Cheat day. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your Wow. Oh my gosh, it looks like I remember it. Okay. So when I was in junior high, I used to love these hostess fruit pies, uh, and I loved the apple one in particular. And um, I was doing my Amazon, I was placing an Amazon grocery order, and this was, I don't know why this popped up, which is funny because I think we had just talked about it on the show. So maybe it's not that funny. Maybe artificial intelligence busted us talking about these fruit pies. Um, And I thought, you know, I've been having that moment of like all those things that we used to think were delicious, are they still? Yeah. Will we still think they're delicious? Well, we're going to find out. And so I got three of them because I wanted Thank us all you. to have the experience together. You're welcome. Um, and we have the apple version of the Hostess fruit pie. And uh, do you? first of all, uh, I've never eaten these things warmed up. 
Why? Yeah. Who does Have that? you? No. Who does that? I don't know, but I saw the instructions on the package and I thought, oh dear, am I doing it wrong? But I decided no. I There's don't care. instructions? Yeah. On the back. Look at the back of the box. It says to heat it up and it gives you like the... That's All hilarious. the instructions, like 15 seconds in the microwave or whatever. No, man, you get these at the gas station. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, thank they you. They used to so, be in, like, wax paper. Right. So that was the other thing. When you open the box, it's just right there staring at you. It's not wrapped up in anything. They smell okay. good. They do smell good. They smell exactly the same. Uh, wh- what I loved about these things, too, is that they were frosted on the outside. So, I like, there's a nice little... Go, go to town. Um, Like, there's a nice little, like kind of sugary crisp. It still smells the same. Right? It smells exactly the same as you remember mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Bradley? Bradley's got a whole mouthful. That's, I almost said some a oh. naughty word. <laughs> that bleep is real good. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, you guys. This is even better than I remember it. It's dripping down my face. Oh. Holly does not like it. No, I like it, but it's too sweet. I will say, I think it's sweeter than I remember. It yeah. might be. It's very aggressive. But well, can I just it's say good. this? It's sweet. I think it's sweeter than we remember because we don't eat stuff that's this sweet. That's for sure. At the time, though, I'm willing to bet when you used to eat these when you were younger, we all were drinking a lot of Diet Coke. Right? Well, I think we were drinking a lot of Coke uh-huh, at that uh-huh. point in my uh-huh. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pepsi. Oh. And we were eating a lot of licorice, thinking it was good for us. Mm, fat so. free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they're Gum real good. With the, uh, I would eat the bears. bleep out of this. Mm. Okay. Cobras. Let's do it. How I'm, many gonna, cobras? I'm giving it a nostalgic four out of five. I'm feeling really generous today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a nostalgic four and a half out of five. So here, can I tell you why I hesitate? Up to what I remember. I hesitate because, and then Holly, I want to hear what you say, but I hesitate only because my favorite is not Apple. Oh. Uh, (laughs) What was that noise? (laughs) That is the sound of Colleen mating with an apple pie. (laughs) Colleen's yiffing that apple pie. It's like those pandas. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The zoo. No, um, (laughs) my favorite pie... (laughs) Let's be real. I'm a real former eater. Do you know what my favorite one was? Cherry. Chocolate. Oh. There was a chocolate pie? There was a chocolate and a Bavarian cream, both of which were my favorite. That one was my favorite. Oh. I didn't even know there were those. What? I'm not. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys something real disordered. This used to just be my lunch. When I was like in seventh and eighth grade, no, I don't. I'm not surprised. This I mean, is all I would eat. I think we I had different the rules. Fruit. <laughs> we had different rules. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Then I used to eat a taquito, um, which was like what you used to call a barquito. Oh! <laughs> 
I you got okay. And I would have it my taquito or not my taquito. We call I'm sorry. We didn't call it a taquito. You called it a barquito. We called it barquito. We called it a taco roll. Yep. And um, then I would have a taco roll, a score bar, mm. and a bottle of grape soda. That was my lunch. That is very middle school In lunch. The, totally. Oh, this was high school. This oh. was senior year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the best pies were the Ninja Turtle pies that were vanilla pudding on the inside, and then they were green on the outside. I I don't that. recall those. Well, they, they were made by Hostess. It was this fruit pie experience. But they just they they characterized but I just, it. For I just you. have this very yeah. visceral memory of ripping open the yeah. the, the wax. wax. Yeah. Um, I did want to tell you guys, uh, as you maybe remember, the two of you, I ordered um, school pizzas. Yeah. Did they come yet? No, seventy five pounds worth. The box is seventy five pounds. She ordered seventy five pounds. <laughs> Of, of school pizza or slices. No, oh no, there's like pounds. eighty. There's like eighty or ninety slices. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> if there's eighty slices, that means each one of them slices is a pound. About mm-hmm. what? Those little rectangular pizzas. I ordered them from Food Service Direct, <laughs> and those things are going to roll up in a truck at my house this weekend. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. We had to clear some room in the chest freezer oh, because, like, honestly, I-, I had a nostalgic moment. Um, pizza is a thing at our house and my kids. I love this journey we're going on as if you need to justify this. Well, my kids were like, we like the school pizza and somebody gave me a line on the school pizzas. So I ordered those, but, but do know I did look up Barquitos to see if they had Barquitos. And? They don't have Barquitos. I think I need to look under some different It's like, for those of you think, it's like a burrito, taco burrito Uh roll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With hot cheese and meat. Oh, so Which good. is probably not even really. It's not meat. When we, when we oh, come back. The sound of Colleen eating her hostess pie. True. When we come back, we got D-bags for you. Uh, we have some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We have a name for them, and that name is... D-bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Ooh. Who's your D-bag? Ellen DeGeneres. Ooh. You guys, have you been keeping How up? How dare with- you? Ellen is so yeah, she's fabulous. Well, why don't you just be nice? Okay. Have you guys been following all of this? Holly sent it to us yesterday. Uh, all of the... Um, Ellen's crew is very angry. And they've got good reason to be angry. Do you know why? I have, I've seen the story. I've not read the story. So I'm hoping you will shed some light in that regard. And uh, Holly, feel free to jump in at any given time. Should I uh, lose track of important and pertinent information? Um, her crew is angry because of the mismanagement of communication as to their job duties. And oh, no big deal. Their pay on the Ellen DeGeneres show. So as you know, she's been doing the show recently from home. But yeah. but before that started, there was like a 14-day blackout period mm-hmm. where, you know, people understandably had questions about the future of their positions on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yep. And repeated attempts to contact senior producers to give any sort of illumination uh, on such a topic mm-hmm. were completely ignored. Okay. And then they got a communication that they were expected to continue to do their job and uh, they need to brace for a 60% reduction in pay. Yeah. Even though the show is continuing to air. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are with that. 
<sighs> also, one of the big components in this. Oh, yes. Thank you. Is the fact that a lot of the crew on the Ellen show is part of a union. Mm-hmm. Ellen decided to go behind their backs and hire non-union workers to yep. work on the shows that are being produced at home, yeah. which is a big no-no. Mm-hmm. Now, Ellen has done things like this in the past. Mm-hmm. Do you want to bring to light back in 2007, 2008? If you don't recall, there was a huge strike in Hollywood. Yep. The massive writer strike. And Ellen uh, wanted her writers to cross the picket line. Yep. To start writing for her. And in fact, I believe maybe one of, I think, Bradley, that this is one of the women who's involved in my favorite murderer. Oh, Karen Kilgariff. Yes. She was one of the head writers on Ellen. And she kind of lost her job. Uh, I do vaguely remember that. I think we were talking about this recently, perhaps. But yeah, no, I, this is one of those, what have we said all along? Actually, what did I think B. Arthur said this early on? To us behind the scenes. Nothing is real and everyone's Well, there's that. But also in a time of crisis. Oh, people who show you who they really are. Yeah. It's true. And then we got to Maya Angelou some stuff and believe them. Yeah. So, well, here's the other thing. Um, And this is my my question. Is uh, Ellen DeGeneres giving up 60% of her pay? Will she be taking a massive pay cut? Methinks the answer is nah. That's a probable no. Yeah. Now, I do also want to point out in this Variety article, they, well, you know, they point out the fact that her peers, such as Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. uh, Have decided to pay their whole crew in full. Yeah. Out of their own pockets. Yes. Well, and what I will say, the other thing is, you know, in addition to like this, these moments show people who they or show people for who they really are. Um, this is also not surprising, and I feel like some of our listeners might be like hearing about this for the first time, mm-hmm. but we have talked on this show. It's not like we have a particular beef with Ellen, other than the blind item stories that we hear, and on the Colleen and Bradley show, we like to go deep in the shallow, and so we like to poke behind the curtain and see what people are saying behind the scenes. Now, you can take those for you know the gospel truth or just another perspective, but it does make you think, and the things we've heard about Ellen DeGeneres that make us think are... That she is perhaps not the nicest person to her staff. Yeah. And and why that's important is not that it should be surprising, but it should be somewhat instructive, especially when Ellen's brand is the exact opposite. Right. Right? It does sort of remind you of the, the time when uh, Rosie O'Donnell started to kind of show herself. Mm-hmm. As not being the queen of nice, yeah. as she had always exactly. been positioned. And the thing about Ellen is that very recently, actually, you know, maybe it was like three weeks ago now, four weeks ago, one of her former staffers opened up a can of worms on the Twitter and basically was like, yeah, Ellen DeGeneres, not great, not a good, not a good person. Uh, I will donate money to this organization, $1 for every Ellen is rotten story. Which, you know, was entertaining for us. Yeah. Because the stories that came out of it were so absolutely, remarkably unbelievable. And it does, I mean, again, for someone whose brand is always be nice to the point that she has gotten herself a, a certain amount of flack, like mm-hmm. like that, she has worn that brand so hard that it brought a lot of people out against her because of some political differences yep. they had. Um, so like, which is totally awesome and fine. Don't like, let's not get caught up in the actual story, 
But what's instructive about that is like if you're going to wear that brand so hard as to rub people who agree with you on 90 other percent of or 90 percent of the other issues, then um, you really better be that person. Yep. And when you hear examples of something contrary, it I mean, I, f- I just feel like that's instructive for the audience Absolutely. Who's, who's paying for what she's selling. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you can throw it. I mean, the result of that could then be for you to say, I don't care. Right. Yeah. If you're still entertained by the show and you like the feeling it gives you and all of those things, as long as you're informed about it, but know what you're buying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same with Gwyneth Paltrow. Absolutely. You know, Holly can have her moon dust and nutritional yeast, mm-hmm. but, um, but eyes wide she's open not putting anything in her. Uh-huh. Nope. <laughs> That's been prescribed by Ellen anyway. Thank you. You mean Gwyneth? I'm not or Gwyneth. Any, I'm not putting anything from any of those people in my any places. Okay. Good. What go. about Doctor Phil? Oh, Phil being the operative word here. <laughs> Ew. That's my d bag, Phil. Yeah, Mr. Doctor. Yeah, Mr. Phil, who henceforth shall be referred to on this program as Mr. Mr. Phil, Phil, because he's lost <laughs> his doctor privileges. Evidenced by the status I saw last night in Holly, this was courtesy of you and Yashara Lee. So thank you. Um, Dr. Phil saw Dr. Oz's um, hot take yesterday about not really giving a rat's behind about two to three percent mortality so that we can let all our kids go back to school and said, hold my beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Dr. Phil goes on the TV and essentially says, um, well, we could play the clip, right? Or no? Yeah, I mean, there's probably well, not swearing. Yeah. It's in on it. network tell or on, on cable news. I don't think he's sure. going to swear. Let me just uh, pull that up here. Okay, Mr. Phil. Here's so Mr. Phil appears here appears on cable news and talks about um, oh, no. <laughs> the risks to COVID nineteen. Two hundred and fifty people a year die from poverty. And the poverty line is getting such that more and more people are going to fall below that because the economy is crashing around us. And they're doing that because people are dying from the coronavirus. I get that. But look, the fact of the matter is we have people dying. 45,000 people a year die from automobile accidents, 480,000 from cigarettes, 360,000 a year from swimming pools. But we don't shut the country down for that. But yet we're doing it for this. And the fallout is going to last for years because people's lives are being destroyed okay so that's dr phil mr phil oh mr. sorry phil. sorry mr phil on this show it's okay we got to create new neural pathways thank you yes, thank so you that's mr phil and in that segment he said two things that i would like to take issue okay. with one of which is 250 people die from poverty every year yep and then 360,000 people die from pools mm-hmm the actual number is, I think, 3,500 people died last year in a pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so not 360,000. Also, I think it's more than 250 people who have maybe died as a result of poverty. poverty. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's, you know, facts. <laughs> who needs them? He seems to be unconcerned with them. Why are we? <laughs> Mr. Phil. Um, Mr. Phil. And then the other thing is, of course, I don't understand the hyperbolic nature of saying, of of um, trying to conflate apples and oranges mm-hmm. right because what he's saying is we don't shut everything down for um vehicle deaths every year but we're shutting it down for coronavirus when it's it's very easy why and he as a fake doctor 
should actually understand this, mm-hmm. which is, and I mean, he's not a medical doctor. Right. Um, what I should say is um, the reason we shut down for coronavirus is because the strain on our resources at once would uh, would r- require that people die as a result. The people who could be on a ventilator don't have ventilators available, mm-hmm. therefore they die. Yep. If we shut everything down, less people have to need a ventilator all at once. That's just math. People don't all die of motor vehicle accidents in one day. Right. And need all of the ventilators to stay alive. Yeah. Also, so it's just, people it's, don't catch motor vehicle accidents. Correct. Right? That's not transferable, you know, in the grocery store. Correct. Right? So there's, there is a market difference, and I'm getting really tired. The problem, here's the problem. I'm going to, oh, 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 it's coming. Oh, good. It's all good. Just because somebody says something in a way that sounds self-assured and uh, delivers an argument in a way that makes it sound like they know what they're talking about does not make it right. Meaning, Mr. Phil sounded real sure about his statistics and moderately believable. But if you have critical thinking skills, you should be able to then take three steps back and go, yeah, he sounded like he was smart, but he's dumb. Well, and that's, but again, that's why most days we don't spend a lot of time being very concerned with Mr. Phil or Mr. Oz. And the reason is because most of the time it's low stakes. Most of the time he's giving you an opinion, Mr. Phil is, about um, some guy, um, uh, some individual issue that like most right. people aren't paying attention to. And don't really care. But about. when you go on a cable news channel and purport to know facts and figures and science, you give people the impression you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The show, by being on the show, it gives people the belief that he, this is a man who knows something. This is a man who is qualified because why would they hire some qualified unqualified person to show up and talk about these things it's just it's the it's all of those things combined um and to your point his assuredness that makes it actually dangerous in this moment because then you have people going we're all overreacting well i mean just look at the science and the numbers and listen to what actual scientists are saying and i think you might have a different opinion also is it coming? Is it going to it's going to come out? Yeah. The economy is going to be real dead if the people all die. So I'm just saying when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have another mister that we have to talk about. Mr. Oz. Mr. Oz. Yay. After this on my talk one oh seven one. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. And uh, we were just talking about Mr. Phil and all the dumb things he said. Yeah. And uh, there's another former doctor, now Mr. Oz, that we need to talk about. Bradley, yeah. bring us up to Mr. Double down. Mr. Oz. Um, Technically, he's a medical doctor, but in this time, I think we have to maybe not focus so much on that. We're anyway, doing a Team Crowbird demotion. Yeah, we have decided to demote Mr. Oz. Um, we have no say over anything. The Board of Non-Medical yes. licensing. Professionals. We are the Board of Non-Medical Licensing. Uh, we cannot do anything about anything. However, we can talk about it, and that's what we're going to mm-hmm. do. And Holly, I did put his... 
um, audio to his statement uh, in a link in this segment if uh, you're comfortable playing that. Yes, I he don't, don't, I don't think he swears. He swears. <laughs> but he is reading from he, a teleprompter. Yeah, he he's sure reading is. from a teleprompter based on a, a conversation, much like Mr. Phil, that we talked about in the last segment. That won't get old. Uh, that really got people up in arms in this moment. And while you can you know, have your own opinions about whatever, you really can't change the fact that he said essentially yesterday that there he cited a study saying that closing schools um only helped reduce mortality by about two to four percent and was seeming to make the argument that maybe we should take that risk meaning that mortality of two to four percent was fine meaning two to four percent of people should die in order for kids to go back to school that was he was basically fine with that that was the 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 uh crux of what caused a lot of commotion Mm -hmm. yesterday well then let's listen to how he responded today actually he did this i think later on thursday my comments on risks around opening schools have confused and upset people which was never my intention i misspoke as a heart surgeon i spent my career fighting to save lives in the operating room by minimizing risks at the same time i'm being asked constantly How will we be able to get people back to their normal lives? To do that, one of the important steps will be figuring out how do we get our children safely back to school. We know for many kids, school is a place of security, nutrition, and learning that is missing right now. These are issues we are all wrestling with, and I will continue looking for solutions to beat this virus. Okay, so... so, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, so that was his response. Mm -hmm. Um... I think it's probably safe to say that we were not happy with that response. No. And um, I'd like to hear why uh, you were not happy with that Well, the whole first part of it is so gaslighty. It's like... What do you mean by that? Because uh, I think his exact words were something along the... I'm paraphrasing. You probably have his exact words in front of you. But um, it was like... I. It's come to my attention that many people misunderstood my statements about X, Y, and Z. I misspoke. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it doesn't start with, I didn't articulate my point of view very well. Well, It was, you misunderstood what I said. He said it confused and upset people, which was never my intention. So yes, you're (sighs) absolutely right. And what's frustrating about that is, yes, all of that. And the thing that really frustrates me about that statement is, that is not being honest about the actual issue right you're apologizing for the fact that people got upset right which is generally speaking to me a very low risk activity like Mm -hmm. we all do that like i'm really sorry if i hurt your feelings no that is not an acceptable apology the the better apology or actually apologies are apologies they're like everybody has one Mm -hmm. opinions no that's opinions (laughs) sorry but like apologies to me are thin behavior mm-hmm. and actions are the thing that matter. Right. So you did a thing. So now undo the thing. And the best way to do that is to to tell us why what you said was wrong and to own the fact that you had the wrong opinion. Because it's not how you spoke, honestly. Let's be like, let's be um, intellectually honest. Mm-hmm. What he was saying was a certain amount of risk is okay for... Um, certain activities to begin again. If you want to have that conversation, do that. Like, that's what you should have done is said, right. what 
you know, I don't, if you may not agree with me, but I think a certain amount of risk is acceptable. But he doesn't even do that, which which kind of pretends that everybody's stupid. Right. Like, we are having those conversations. Do you think that governments are not having those conversations? Like, how much risk is too much risk? Right. How much mortality is too much mortality? You can still go to the grocery store. That will lead to a certain amount of right. infection, which will lead ultimately to a certain amount of death. We are already making those kinds of um, calculations as a people. What he's trying to do is not go anywhere near that because he realizes it's it's like radioactive. And he just focuses on like, oh, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Right. Also, uh, he also threw in there, and to me, this was a... Um, a pretty good indicator of his ego. He threw in there all the time. People are asking me when will things go back to normal? Well, yeah, he acted like he was under pressure to like say dumb things because too many people are asking him questions to which I would say, number one, I mean, I I don't know who's asking you, Dr. Oz. I, there are far more, um, prevalent, intelligent, uh, well-informed people that my attention is going to. Dr. Oz, you, sir, I'm sorry, Mr. Oz, you are not one of them. Yeah. But there's a real egotistical nature to feeling then like you need to provide an answer. Yeah. It is okay to say, I'm not involved in those decisions. That's not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Were I involved, I might raise this. However, this is not my decision to make. And why couldn't you just say, I'm not in the position of deciding how many people is too many people to die in order for us to send our children back to school. That is something that the American people are going to have to decide. Like, I could write this for him. This is not hard. Right. There's this. um, This is the egotistical nature of this. Right. Just because somebody has asked for your opinion doesn't mean you have to give give your opinion (laughs) or that it actually matters. And in fact, in this case, it was damaging. Yeah. And you can't just take it back by reading off a teleprompter because Columbia University is breathing down your Mm. neck. Nice try, Mr. Oz. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's talk drive-ins. Yes. Yeah, because they're coming back, you guys, with a vengeance after this on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old-fashioned. I'll have a margarita. Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com slash bartender. Entertaining? 
the Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now, only at bartesian.com slash bartender. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash bartender for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at bartesian.com slash bartender.